Thank you for joining us on After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 radio. While you're there, please check out the articles and podcasts which are updated daily, and please share those on social media. As I always say, we face the same social media censorship that so many of you face. So when you do share it on social media, it does help out a great deal, and we do appreciate it. You might say, I'm shadow banned, hardly anybody will see it anyways, but it still helps because if all it takes is another person to see it and share it, and then just continues the cycle on and on from there. So we do appreciate you sharing the um, articles and podcasts anytime that you do, and it does help out a great deal. You know, Sleepy Joe Biden was on 60 Minutes, and we have heard a lot come out of the interview, including comedian Tim Allen saying that Biden asked how long the show was. But on a more serious note, the more substantial thing to come out of that interview was Biden, in a rare instance, answered a question without input from his handlers. He said the pandemic is over which is clearly against all of the Democrat talking points, especially with the midterm elections coming up and the Democrats pushing the fraudulent mail-in voting. We see Joe Biden made a big mistake on 60 Minutes, and we were seeing the Democrat Party in damage control ever since, including uh, Dr. Fauci. I believe this is one of the rare instances where Biden went off script, tried to speak for himself and say that the pandemic is over, And it blew up in his face because no one else in his party seems to agree with him. And this is a very controversial statement, not to mention at the same time that we're still seeing vaccine mandates, which has been a huge failure. Uh, The vaccine was a failure in its own right. I mean, uh, that vaccine is very dangerous from where I'm sitting. It looks like more people are catching COVID that are vaccinated than unvaccinated. So that was a failure. And Joe Biden is just desperate to try and have a win in his presidency with this COVID-19. But as we know, his first year in office, more people died under him than the previous year under President Trump. Rob, what are your thoughts on uh, Joe Biden's 60 Minutes interview and his slip up saying that the pandemic is over? Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight uh, and just the 60 Minutes interview, we actually spoke about that uh, when it happened uh, during the interview. Uh, But now we're getting more of a readout as to what Biden said and how he said it and why he said it. And there's no rhyme or reason. At the time, I had said, I don't know why Scott Pelley didn't ask him about the Hunter Biden laptop, why he didn't ask him about Trump's private residence being raided by the FBI, why he didn't ask him why people are thinking or have lost faith in the Department of Justice and the FBI. Why is it that his Department of Justice is going after private citizens who are speaking out about the curriculums that they're teaching in schools? Why didn't he ask Biden about the 50 Venezuelans that were sent to Martha's Vineyard? They were there less than 24 hours, and then they kicked them out to Cape Cod sent them to Martha's Vineyard, which is, I think is in Massachusetts, which is supposed to be a sanctuary state. But for some reason, those hoity-toity people in Martha's Vineyard did not want them there because they said, oh, we're having a, a housing crisis. What do you mean a housing crisis? The place is full of mansions. And the people only use the mansions like about two months out of the year. When you leave, give them over to the uh, illegal aliens. 
Scott Pelley didn't find it necessary to ask him about it. He did ask him about, are you going to run again? And Biden said, well, you know, I don't know. I feel like a fly. I feel like this. It was just a, it was a, a show of nothing. We've already heard it before. Now, the one thing, as you said, Andrew, that did stand out is that Biden said that COVID was over. Now, Dr. Fracci, fraud, did not like that. He immediately had to come out and set the record straight. Well, we're not out of the woods yet, boys and girls. So don't throw away your mask just yet because we've got an election coming and we might need that, you know, to tell people don't go to the polls, stay inside and do absentee ballots. You see, that didn't set so well with the powers that be because they want to be able to hold on to that card. We cannot allow them to get away with a debacle that they unleashed on our great society. Our children will suffer from decades to come because they were kicked out of school, not kicked out of school, but prohibited from going to school thanks to Wendy, Randy Weingartner, who was the head of the teachers union. We can't let the kids go to school. It's going to endanger the teachers. They shut down economies. But they want to do it again. I know Biden wants to come out and say that, oh, we've kicked this thing in the butt. It's over with. <laughs> I could imagine what Susan Rice was looking like when she heard that and Barack Obama. Their lips probably just like dropped. Like, what did he just say? Yeah, he said it. That it's over. And, you know, by saying that, and because they have not paid off the student debt, looks like they won't be able to do it because he was trying to hang his hat on the idea that under the whole COVID shutdown thing, that they're able to go in and retire the debt. Just in case you guys didn't know that, they were going to rely on that, a little technicality that was put in some little write-up that would allow him, because of the pandemic, to retire the debt. But now that he's saying that it's over, what debt are you going to try to retire now, Biden? This guy is a walking, talking time bomb. Good for us, of course. Good for us people that are on the right, because the more he talks, the more he exposes himself, and the more people will see that this guy is out of his league. But of course, as B.B. Diamond said the other night, the media gives him cover. We don't have an honest media. Because if we did, they would expose all of these lies. Heather Robinson, New York Post. Thank you for being on tonight. Hey, what, hey, are your, hey. what, are, what are your thoughts on this? I do think we have um, a media that, listen, if it weren't for one Australian, I'm talking about Rupert Murdoch, I think the media in America, major media would be monolithic, which means that it would be an arm of one party of government. And that's not the way a free, free press is supposed to work. We have a First Amendment. The founders recognized how important it was that the media be separate from government. And in fact, to the point that they did not even allow you know, Congress shall make no law abridging freedom of speech or the press. You know, the First Amendment is very strong and absolute about that. And, and you know, one of the things that means is there's no regulating body 
on the press. There's no process of accreditation to become a journalist. Government is not supposed to be um, controlling speech and, and, and media in the country because the whole idea is that media should be a watchdog of government. And a lot of the media serves as a lapdog of one party of government and they can they you know they can't even stand it that there there's like literally a couple of prominent outlets that don't fall into line. It's like they, they from time to time they they start talking about wanting to shut down Fox News and this and that. It's like you know they have all the major you know regular networks. They have CNN, MSNBC. They have most major newspapers and magazines in the country. They have. Uh, you know, most of the universities in terms of, you know, where information is being disseminated, they have, uh, you know, they dominate the, the discourse in this country. But, you know, even that isn't enough for some of them. They want there to be no conservative voice that's, that's got any kind of um, power or, or heft in the country. And so I think it is. I think, you know, when you have um, one set of sources and ideas when you have collusion <laughs> to use a word they like between media and government that opens the door right away to all kinds of corruption inefficiency dysfunction in incompetence and i think that's what we're seeing yeah i think that you know the media is part of the problem rob i agree they give democrats a pass they tried to influence an election, and I think they did the last time around. We know the New York Post, to be specific, had a story that was actively suppressed in the days before the election that was discredited. People who wrote the Post's Twitter account was frozen. Um, of course, separately, we have a lot of independent journalists and writers, including you, being censored. Um, it, it is very concerning. I've been concerned for quite some time about it. We had six months in 2020 of uh, protests that descended into violence many, many places, many times all over the country. And the police stood down and we were told we had to understand, we had to make space for this. Basically, there were separate sets of standards, um, you know, under the law for different people. For the left, political violence was all right. Um, and I think, you know, the media also, by and large, sat there idly by giving that a pass. So I think that people, many people started to distrust the media, you know, and also lost respect for the law and for law enforcement. And I actually happen to believe that that was a contributing factor in January 6th the Democrats' favorite day, as I call it, because it was the day that conservatives finally acted bad. And I, you know, I don't mean to be glib about that. It was an embarrassment. It was wrong. But frankly, sometimes I'm a little surprised it didn't happen sooner. I mean, you know, when you have separate sets of legal standards, of law enforcement standards, you have, you know, it's okay for one side to, to be violent. It's even uh, justice. And it's a proud expression of moral outrage. And you have the media saying, oh, this is fiery, but peaceful. Um, you know, you're going to have a breakdown in respect for the law and, and for equality. And I think that it fomented a lot of uh, destruction and it 
it's a very corrosive thing. So I think the media, I agree, needs to, you know, I mean, I, I guess it's a pretty close to a lost cause, but I think the media would do well to attempt to strive for some more objectivity. And, uh, you know, I'm not holding my breath, however. Right, because when you, when you, you just mentioned uh, like the two, two standards, and I think my, I'm having mic problems here, but I, you can't tell one side that you can't protest because if you do, it's wrong and you don't like the country, while you have another side that's protesting, protesting leading to riots, the destruction of things, and then you have the guy who's supposed to be the chief the, the head law enforcement agent or the head law enforcement person, and he's turning a blind eye on it, and mm-hmm. he's out denigrating and attacking the other side and saying that they're white supremacists and they're mean, et cetera, et cetera, as opposed to attacking the ideas. And so it's one thing to attack ideas, but when you're making a concerted effort to attack the individual, to attack a group of people, because they don't agree with your ideology. Mm-hmm. And then you have the media that's supporting that as mm-hmm. opposed to breaking it down. And you and I, we've spoken about this before, Heather. They're not breaking it down. They're not coming out. And they're not saying, okay, well, Mr. President, why, why would you say that? And remember, your side says something similar. Your side didn't want to accept the election, but it's always the right. They don't, want to accept the, they don't want to accept the election. And what they said was wrong. I'm like, no, how do you know what they said was wrong? Why don't you say what the left is saying was wrong? I mean, what Merrick Garland is doing right now, you can't justify it. There's no way to justify what he's doing, some of the decisions that he's making. And you can say it's wrong. You can say we, this has never happened before, but the media on both sides, they are tip, well, the right, wing media, they're tippet in saying that what he's doing is wrong. Okay, the left is not going to say it because they're enjoying this. They want him to keep doing it. They're giving him reasons why he should continue doing the things that he's doing. But when Trump was in office, and if he were to say anything like that, when he would go out and attack different judges, both sides, oh, that's wrong. How could he? How dare he? Oh, of course. And it's like, but why would you use that same amount of gravitas and attack or call them out now, but they won't do it. Well, they won't well, call out Biden. Go ahead, Heather. I don't mean to interrupt. Forgive me. So Biden, I may, maybe missed this. So he was he was um, attacking individual judges or their rulings. Biden, I mean, did I miss something? Well, Biden came out when they gave gave the Supreme Court ruling, and he uh-huh. attacked the ruling they made on abortion. Uh-huh. But I, then the, aside from that, I'm speaking just in general terms. I mean, they all came out and they attacked uh, the judge who came out and said, that, no, there should be a special master to look over the documents that were seized from mm-hmm. Lago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. And then when Trump spoke out against a judge, I think it was in, um, I think it was the Eastern District, they came out, oh, well, he's attacking that judge because that judge happens to be Hispanic. Right. I'm like, let's see, you guys are couching it that way, and it has nothing to do with it. And they knew that it had nothing to do with it, but they knew that, hey, 
we can lay into this. We can keep, we can stay well, along those lines and I, say I this. don't mean to interrupt you, Robin. You know, I in general agree with you very strongly. Although in that particular case, if I'm recalling right, Trump did make some reference to the man's ethnicity. He's, if I'm not mistaken, and that wasn't appropriate either, honestly. He, right, no, wait, he, he did. And what he said, Kind of thing he may have really thought it, you know, he may have thought it, and who knows, maybe it was true or maybe what, but I think he was saying he can't, he was saying that judge can't be objective because Because, exactly, exactly, that's really not proper for Trump to have said. You know, I'm a big fan of Trump's, but we know one of the things about Trump, and this is one of the reasons I don't think Trump was a virulent racist or something. He said what he thought about things. I mean, if right. he had a strong feeling or a thought, he just kind of came out with it a lot. And, and I'm okay with that. People speak privately, you know. And I'm okay with that. And that's the point that I'm making. Because they called him out, why won't they call out the left as well? When, there, when they came out and attacked the Supreme Court justices, when no one said anything about those rioters at their homes, I'm like, come on. No, you know that that's wrong. And Merrick Garland said absolutely nothing. When they don't call Biden out for the constant mistakes that he's making, Scott, the only thing Scott Pelley had to do was say, wait a minute, Mr. President. Now, of course, I wouldn't call him president. I would call him resident. But he could have said, wait a minute. You're telling us that COVID is over. If that is the case, are you going to go back and say that all of the servicemen that were fired, that you're going to rehire them? If you're saying that you're not going to now require them to take the uh, the vaccine, are you going to do that? But he did, and he went ahead and said, "Oh, oh, it's it's, it's over. Oh, okay," just yeah. to go along with it, as opposed to calling him out. Yeah, and just look at the dishonesty with the media in this vaccine. They've done no reporting of the blood clots. Uh, Germany pulling the vaccine for quite some time. Um, it, they've just been very dishonest about the reporting from this vaccine from the get go. If you remember. Um, when people were first getting vaccinated, they didn't know how many shots they were going to have to end up getting. Now it's uh, come out that this is going to be an annual vaccination. And you look at this vaccination and who's pushing it. It's all these nuts about population control like Bill Gates and others, which uh, further leads me to question the validity of this vaccine. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available Monday through Friday at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We're available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, and we'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew and special guest Heather Robinson. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulpidone iodine-based nasal spray, Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. 
out loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. We are America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. When we went to break, we were talking about the dishonest media and how they're giving Biden cover. And just going back to the interview that he had given with Scott Tipelli on 60 Minutes. And again, I don't know why Scott just didn't. It was like he was throwing him softball questions, as they always do. And the recording, the, the taping that you guys saw on Sunday was pre-recorded. So it gave them ample time to take out any things that Biden might have messed up on didn't say or shouldn't said you would have thought they would have taken out the whole thing about COVID, but I guess they found it necessary to leave it in because that was probably like a bulk of the conversation. But he was given this interview after avoiding the media for almost 200 plus days. Now imagine, had that been any other president, Democrat or Republican, the media would have been up at arms. But I think that they weren't or they aren't up at arms over Biden because they know that he's challenged. He's challenged, so they want to try and give him a layup by any means necessary. And therein lies the problem. He's saying that COVID is over. Dr. Fracci is coming. I saying, oh, no, it isn't. Hold on. So it's those two trying to battle each other. But when you do this with a world, with, with, with a leader, and not being honest with the people, and you start spinning this, people don't know the truth. And the truth is, is that the policy the policies of the Democrats have been nothing but complete failures. And you look at the state of the look at the state of the world as a whole. Now the economy is robust; everything is going fine. But inflation, the inflation will destroy the economy. And unfortunately, people don't see that because they're being given a steady diet from the mainstream media that everything is okay and you're better off with Biden than you are with anyone on the right. Because everyone on the right, they're racist and they're white supremacist. And that word has, that's, that's the only thing we have been hearing for the past 24 months, white supremacy and racist. And no one wants to be called that because that can kill a career. It will kill, it will just stunt your growth completely. So whenever Biden comes out, that's the first thing that he comes out of his mouth. White supremacy racists and the Republicans, they're no good and they're this and they're that. How can you counter that? I think that the way the Republicans have to counter it is by being strong, full throttle, and just say, oh, no, it's not us, it's you, and then just lay it out. Look at the criminal activity that's taking place. All happening because of diversity. 
no bail laws because it's not fair to black people, as if no black people can't obey the laws. I mean, to me, that's a put down. Why didn't Scott Pelley ask Biden about that? See, these are the things that the American people, they need to know about, because when they don't, again, they work under the assumption that what the media is giving them is the truth and is not the truth. What do you say, Heather? Yes, I, I think that we are definitely suffering in, in this country from a lack of common sense regarding policies. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it's absolutely, it's crazy. I mean, I just finished a story for the New York Post about Kendra's law and the family of Kendra Webdale. I mentioned it last time. But, you know, that's an example of a policy. You know, you have people in New York pushing back on this good law, which has been demonstrated. You know, there was a Duke University study that, that proved that it was correlated, this law, with a decrease in hospitalization and incarceration of the mentally ill. It basically allows the violent mentally ill, but mentally ill with a violent history of, of hurting themselves or others repeatedly. You know, it allows them, it allows courts to mandate that they see a psychiatrist and that they, that the psychiatrist examine them and their history and make a recommendation. And if it's recommended that they receive assisted outpatient treatment, which includes medication sometimes, then the court orders that they should do that. And if they don't follow the treatment, then they can be held for 72 hours in a, you know, a psychiatric facility. Okay. Basically, despite the fact that this has been demonstrated to correlate with reduced arrests and hospitalizations, you have leftist groups opposing this law. It's been utilized less the past few years and you have an increase in mentally ill people. And, and, you know, it's true that the most of the mentally ill are not violent, but this law only applied to those who have histories of being so um, and even that, you know, some leftists are objecting to. I mean, it's it's absolutely. I mean, it's so far fetched. It's like they're 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 saying that you need to stick up for the civil liberties of people who are out of their who are out of their minds. They're they're you know severely mentally ill and prone to violence, but that they should be making the determination for themselves whether or not they need to be medicated. So basically it's literally letting the inmates run the city, which has become an asylum. So, you know, I mean, this is who, who's in charge folks. What can I say? I was reading an article the other day. I think I sent it to you and Andrew by the Washington Post. And it was an opinion. They said that if Garland, Merrick Garland, that is, sincerely believes in the rule of law, Trump is in deep trouble. Now, were they given that opinion so that to inform the American public or were they was the opinion really written for Merrick Garland to let him know, hey, look, go ahead and do what you got to do, regardless as to what people will say, we will give you cover. And see, that concerns me. And this is not the first time they've written an article like that. It's like they write all these articles and. It's intended, so you would think, for us, the readers, but it's actually to Biden and his administration. This is the way you should do this. Do it this way, and we'll give you cover. 
You guys don't know what you do. And lo and behold, most of the time, they will do exactly what the Washington Post or the New York Times is telling them to do. And I think that that is extremely dangerous because the press is supposed to be independent. As you said, uh, Heather, the top of the show, the top of the hour, that the press is supposed to be independent of government, not supposed to have a political affiliation. But unfortunately now, our media has a political affiliation. They have a dog in the fight. They want an outcome. They want the outcome that they want. What other reason would they not go out and say denounce the residents of Martha's Vineyard and say, wait a minute, you guys are a sanctuary city. You're, you're in a sanctuary state. Why wouldn't you want these 50 illegal aliens to come here? Why, why are you pushing back? You guys have always said that you wanted it. Why now? And then you have a sheriff in Texas wanting Governor DeSantis to be charged, want him to be investigated for sending these illegal aliens to Martha's Vineyard. It's like, and, and, and you have a Justice Department that's going to investigate. It's uh, like, wait, time out. So time horrible. Out. Meanwhile, there's real human trafficking going on. Absolutely. Facilitated real, yes. by all this this so-called liberal concern has endangered so many more people and children. I mean, all we heard about from the left was the children in cages. They didn't dig in. They didn't understand. First of all, the reason for that, you know, was that you cannot house children and adults together because there's so much abuse of children and their ridiculous refusal to allow our Border Patrol to enforce the law has incentivized people to use children to get into this country. Because when I last researched it and I wrote about it for the Post, and I think this is still the case, there's less scrutiny. They can't, because of all the liberal outcry, supposedly on behalf of children, what that's resulted in is people can only be held for 72 hours with a child. So it has incentivized the most unscrupulous people to use children because they know they can't be held for more than three days. If you know, if you're going to heaven forbid traffic children and you're going to be held for months in a facility, you're, you're not going to have a very lucrative business. If you're going to be thoroughly vetted and they're going to ask you questions and do a DNA test and find out if that's really your child, you're not going to have much of a business. But none of that is allowed now thanks to the left. So children are actually in more danger now than they were when they were supposed being kept supposedly in cages, when they were in a secure facility and being looked after. And also a lot of the people who come here, whether they're yet boys and young men doing landscaping or girls, you know, they're my, what I've heard from Customs and Border Patrol is that to get through Mexico from these other countries and, to, you know, even as Mexicans, they can't because of our laws and because the cartels control Mexico, they can't move across the border without paying traffickers who, you know, whose business it is to also appease the cartels. So essentially, we've created a profitable human trafficking empire of major, major human trafficking pipelines across our border, all in the name of humanitarian concern for Mexicans and other people. I mean, it's, it's everything they're saying there is true of them and their policies. They have 
facilitated and um, they have incentivized human trafficking, real human trafficking, not a nice bus ride to Martha's Vineyard, children being used as drug mules, children dying in the desert, children being brought here. And this is not hyperbole. I interviewed a detective in New York City who told me about 14-year-old girls being held in Queens, being made to have sex with 25 men a night. These are girls who've been trafficked over the Mexican border. Um, from a town called Tenancingo, it's like a regular uh, pipeline. Laura Logan did a, did a show about this. It's a known um, business, like girls from that town, hundreds of them have been trafficked across the border. And this has all gotten worse as the leftists have screamed about the human rights of these people, but they don't actually research what's going on. And they don't understand that their, their virtue signaling is creating powerful incentives for brutal people to traffic minors and others across the border. It's, it's like the most, it's the most, inver it's, it's an inversion of reality. It's like they think they're being humanitarians and they're throwing around the word human trafficking, but the reality is it's their stupid policies that have, have, have increased and, and incentivized a huge amount of real human trafficking. So it's very frustrating. Yes, what are the reason with these individuals come across the border? And they're not just coming from Venezuela and Mexico. That's what we thought originally, but they're coming from all over the world because they now know that Biden said, come. Almost 2 million plus have breached our border. Now it's rather interesting that the moment they breach the borders, of Martha's Vineyard, it's like, oh, we can't have that. We've got to get them out of here as soon as possible. We're now hearing that Governor DeSantis is going to send some of them to Delaware. This is an excellent idea, an ingenious idea to send these individuals to their backyard. Send some more to Oprah Winfrey, amount of state of California, send some her way. Of course, she probably has a huge fence that's put up, but send these migrants, God, migrants, send these illegal aliens there because they should not be here in our country how are we going to take care of all these people and then some of them are probably having kids and then the next thing you know oh they're the dreamers no no we have we've got to stop that that's one of the things that if when republicans take both houses they need to change they need to amend that in the constitution that you're not automatically granted citizenship simply because you're born here. Now, we know why that happened it was because back in slavery, they were trying to say, hey, no, these were Americans that were born here, so they're Americans. But now it's, it's something completely different. It has taken on a new meaning. You have well, people purposefully coming here. Look at China. Yes, China has set up a network. They set up a network in California whereby they're sending over pregnant moms to have their kid here once a kid is born, they get the birth certificate, they go back to China, and then when they become of age to go to school, they come back here. Now, you know that those, those kids are being used as spies. I mean, it's a, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out uh, as to what's happening in our country, but it does take someone who's strong, capable, and not afraid to stand up and call this out. Because if we don't, we're just, we're going to lose our country. We're going to lose it. And right now we see that the Democrats don't care. 
They want a country yeah. without borders. I just wish, you know, I tell you the truth. I, I think from a logical perspective, it would make more sense to open the either. I mean, I think from what I can see, and I, I get why we can't just have open borders because we'd be totally deluged, but it would dis the fact that we have borders and you know, it's it's hard to get across them and you need to know how to go so that you don't get detained and all that. Although these days there's not that much detention, but the little bit there is, it's like it's allowing, it's creating an incentive for these these organized criminals to, you know, it's a business to move people across Mexico and get them across the border, you know. So it's like the worst of both worlds. It's like if, if we opened the border, then maybe, you know, if people could really freely, I'm just saying theoretically, like in the libertarian sense, you know, if, if it were just open borders and people were able to come and go, it wouldn't be as lucrative a business for the cartels and the traffickers and the, um, what's the other term, the coyotes. But because it's illegal and yet we're still letting people in, you know, after, you know, a, a bit of de being detained, it's like, it's still a business for them, but they also, the, the law is not being enforced. So we're right. the like the words about, you know what I'm trying to say? It's just incredible. Well, the thing is, is that we have, we have, we have laws and the laws have to be followed. And for some reason, followed. right, they're not right. being followed. And the Democrats, and I want to talk about this on the other side of the break, the Democrats, I mean, when it, when it affects them, that's when they want to throw up law and order. Okay, but when it doesn't, it's like, oh, laws be damned. Who cares about the laws? I mean, like I said, you have aliens now that are here, the ones that some of them that went to Martha's Vineyard, I'm sure some rich person put them up to it. They now want to sue Ron DeSantis because they say, oh, he lied to us. He told us they promised us all this and promises that. It's like, wait a minute, you're not even a citizen here. You already broke the law. And now you're trying to go after a law-abiding citizens? Really? But in the mind of the Democrats, Andrew, it's OK. Let them do it. Yeah. And you look at this border policy that Joe Biden's enacted and you've got several immigrants every single day that die trying to cross this border. Mm -hmm. um, as Heather was saying, that's pretty inhumane. Just the border policy there telling them that it's open borders, basically. And then when they get here, it's totally the opposite, uh, which is the way it should be. But um, that besides that, we've got this fentanyl pandemic, which has just exploded under uh, Joe Biden's presidency. We're up to 500 Americans dying every single day. Every seven and a half minutes, we've got an American overdosing on fentanyl, and that's being made in China, shipped over to Mexico, and crossed uh, our southern border. And that needs to be stopped um, right away. I mean, you look at the amount of Americans dying from that, it is absolutely tragic. And we've seen very little action uh, from the federal government on um, taking action as far as the fentanyl crisis goes. I know President Trump had a lot to do with the uh, opiate, opiate epidemic, and that was one of his uh, main things that he wanted to get accomplished. But ever since he left office, we've seen uh, that really deteriorate into an even worse situation. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Absorb a healthier lifestyle 
with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. And for the first time ever, you can go to HealthyCell.com, check out all the great products, and you can now save 25% off your first order with the code OUTLOUD. Costs nothing to go to HealthyCell.com, read all the great reviews, check out all the products, and save 25% off with the code OUTLOUD. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew and special guest, New York Post journalist, Heather Robinson. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. So the last segment, let's talk about fentanyl, something that you alluded to, Randy. And as I mentioned in one of our other shows, I think almost, I think they uh, apprehended like 10, I think it was 10,000 pounds of fentanyl at the U.S. border that they were trying to bring here. No one's saying anything about it. Yeah, it's enough to kill every single American many times over is the amount of fentanyl that they've confiscated. You would think that people would be up at arms. You would think, and and it's still kind of early, but this election, that they would just completely turn out all Democrats and said, we don't want you anymore. This is it. It's over. Where is the fentanyl coming from? It's coming from China. I read the other day that, what's the guy's name? Yeezy, who used to be Kanye. He's ended his contract with the Gap, the clothing store. Now, I don't know if he ended it because of his whole thing when he came out with his clothes that were in a garbage bag and people were like, oh my God, this is horrible. But according to him, he's ending it because he wants to bring back manufacturing on U.S. soil. He's like, why would we allow China to dictate the terms as to what we do with our stuff? Now, I don't know if he's being sincere. I don't know if he's just saying that because the gap has ended their contract with him, but it makes a lot of sense. And you would think that there would be other companies that are doing the exact same thing. Why didn't Scott Pelley ask Biden about that? Let's ask you about China, uh, Mr. Biden. Why is it that the U.S. is still dependent upon China? Why is it? that there are rules for us, but not for China. Why is it that we're so concerned about transgenders here, but we're not looking at what China is doing there to their transgender and uh, gay population? But you will silence the people here in America. 
Why didn't he ask him that? Had he been Trump? Oh, my God. They would have asked him everything under the sun. But because he's Biden, who's challenged, cognitively challenged, he didn't want to ask him. And why didn't he ask Biden? You should know about this whole drug problem. Your son, Hunter Biden, he had a problem. So what did you think about fentanyl that's coming across the border? And where is it coming from? It's coming from China. Why aren't you doing something about it, Mr. Biden? Nope. Didn't ask him anything about it. But what he did ask, as I said before, is, wow, how did you avert the crisis with Amtrak? Because there never was a crisis, Scott Pelley. We just found about it two days before they were supposed to go on strike. Come on. This is all made up, manufactured to make Joe Biden look good. No one's going to question him. The guy is a complete failure. And I keep saying that, and I will say it up until the day he, until he leaves office. So again, you would think that conservative candidates would be out so far as far as coming up to this election. But I'm sure the Democrats, along with the media, will pull something out of the hat, the November surprise, because they won't be held accountable. They will ruin this country. They will take this. They, they, this country will fall flat on its face. Is that what it's going to take before people wake up and realize that the media is, in fact, unfortunately, not the New York Post, of course, Heather, mm -hmm. but the others are enemies of the people because they will not report the truth. Why don't we see the stories nonstop about that and all? Well, I'll tell you why some of them don't, don't want to do it because they say, oh, it's affecting white people and we don't care about them. If it were black people, oh, it's racism, it's racism. But that is a problem and we need to stop it. And it's coming from China. So while we're here fighting amongst each other, China is laughing at us and they're planning, like, we're going to take over pretty soon anyway. So let them continue doing what they're doing. What do you think, Heather? I mean, yeah, I think we just, I, I mean, I was just taking a look at what you sent me, Rob, about this poll, you know. I mean, I try to, you know, I try to keep an open mind. I, you know, you guys know I'm an independent, conservatively leaning independent. And I feel I've really been pushed that direction because I think, you know, the, the left in this country is so impoverished when it comes to ideas. I think they've created you know, a, a grievance industry. I think they have fall, fallen down on protecting uh, our cities, the innocent, educating children. Uh, you know, I think they've just been such a failure. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> a lot of people disagree with, with us. And, um, you know, I, I even though I do believe there's a tremendous amount of brainwashing, I... <laughs> I guess I have to, you know, challenge myself to think to myself, well, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, our side has been, you know, not succeeding either so well. And I just, I, I would like to see, I mean, I thought President Trump did a pretty good job, objectively speaking. I felt the economy was strong. I mean, stronger than it is now, that's a fact. Crime was lower. We weren't starting any new wars. Um, we made some progress on the diplomatic front in the Middle East, lowest minority unemployment rate in uh, American history, 52 hostages brought back, uh, which hardly anyone pays attention to without firing a shot. You know, all of these accomplishments, 
I, but I mean, you know, we've been told again and again that he was a disaster and it was the end of the world. And I, you know, so. And, I mean, and that's because just, that's the country, Heather. That's because the media will not report the truth. And they're afraid that if they do, people will take a stop and say, wait a minute. Because I mean, I, guess, yeah, I will give it to them. Trump was bombastic. He was out yeah, in your face. And I guess what I'm getting at, Rob, is that I'm trying to be take a step back from what I know to be some of the facts anyway. And look at it more impressionistically. Um, I guess you could say that, you know, even though I don't think it was his fault, I really don't, by and large, I guess in some cosmic, you know, big sense, Trump's presidency, you know, created a lot of acrimony and unrest and agitation and fractiousness in the country. I think it's because the left wouldn't allow him to be good for the country. But Anyway, so, I mean, if I, you know, try to keep an open mind and think in terms of the future, I mean, you know, maybe there is somebody else. I mean, I, I know he's planning to run or so I've heard, but, you know, maybe much as I personally admire things about him and think it's the country's loss. I mean, maybe his time kind of has passed and maybe it is better for the country for you know, some other gutsy conservative to emerge and yeah. carry the torch. I don't know. What do you guys think? It'll be interesting to see how 2024 plays out for sure. I think there's a lot of people that are going to put their uh, names in the hat. Four of them are pretty much confirmed as far as I'm concerned. I think President Trump, uh, Ron DeSantis, mm -hmm. um, Nikki Haley and Mike Pence will all be running uh, most likely. So those mm -hmm. four will all be in the race. And uh, I think it'll be interesting because I've seen this uh, personally. I mean, my mom, she would, she votes Democrat most of the time, but she is willing to vote for Republicans. She voted for Ronald Reagan mm -hmm. and uh, some others. And she just under no circumstance would ever vote for President Trump. She does uh -huh. not. She's never liked him even back when he was just a celebrity. She hates how over the top his personality is. She thinks he's mm -hmm. a nar narcissist. She can't stand the guy. And uh, that does make you wonder if Biden continues to be as bad as he's been. And um, we have a good field in the Republican Party. It'll be interesting to see how many Democrats will cross over perhaps and vote in the Republican primary because mm -hmm. um, we look at these Republican polls and President Trump still dominating, right? But if maybe we get more uh, independents or Democrat crossovers to vote in the Republican primary, it could make things uh, pretty interesting. My concern mm -hmm. is that, like you said, we there are four people that you said you can we can confirm that will be running, and it could get extremely ugly if they go for the juggler in trying to discredit one of the other candidates. Mm -hmm. I mean, a fair competition, I'm okay with it, you know. But if you get ugly with it, if you're going to damage your opponent then what good are we bringing to the table for the American people? Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, they've got to come together and decide, okay, this is what we're going to do, but we can't because the media will definitely, and they've already started doing this right now with DeSantis and with Trump saying, oh, well, you know, he's taking a play out of Trump's book and he's doing it better than Trump and he's this. And it's, it's like, okay, don't listen to that. You know, stay focused. And I think a lot of times Trump has a tendency of listening to a lot of it and thinking, OK, I got to say this. I got to one up them. You can't do that because mm -hmm. the media by design, this particular media, they want to distract you. They want you to get into this, these crazy 
bloody battles whereby no one wins. Right now, the American people are losing. Mm-hmm. We're losing because of the media, because the media has not been truthful in its reporting. The whole lockdown thing, that should have never happened. Mm-hmm. They should have called Dr. Fracci out. They should have said, no, you, you're benefiting somehow from these vaccines. We need to get to the bottom of it. Okay. And had they done that, you would have had people on the left, the congressman saying, well, we got to be careful because if we don't go follow the, you know, walk the straight and narrow path, we'll be called out. But see, they didn't have to worry about that because they knew that the media was not going to call them out. So whenever Dr. Fracci came before the Hill to testify and he would lie, he knew, hey, the media is going to give me cover whenever big tech would come to the Hill and lie. Now, you think about this. What we're finding out now about big tech, the Department of Justice and the FBI, the way they colluded together, had we had an honest media to put this out there before the American public, the people would be saying, this cannot happen again. This has to be cleaned up. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have that. So you have a certain portion of the population that are thinking, mm, maybe it happened, maybe it didn't happen. Yeah, It shouldn't be that way. And that's what's so dangerous. And it was Trump who was the lightning rod who either directly yeah. or indirectly exposed all this. He exposed so That's it. why he was such an important figure. One of the reasons, in addition to being a competent executive, and it's very hard for me to say, you know, I mean, these others... I like them, you know, uh, you know, DeSantis is a gutsy guy and a good, you know, executive is from what I see. And, you know, there's certainly, you know, Nikki Haley's got her good points and, you know, Mike Pence is a gentleman and, and, uh, you Maybe know, we could combine them all together, great, but none of those people are going <laughs> to expose the deep state. I mean, see, that's my on. thing. That's my theory. Yeah. That's Maybe if we what could, Trump if we could, did. If he, we could put them all together. He, he actually, punctured a little of this massive bureaucracy that is not accountable to the American people, um, the culture of dependency that's been created that has that has actually hurt because he wasn't beholden to minority anyone. Americans right, and other right. Americans, you know, um, the uh, whole established State Department and diplomatic corps that has done nothing but appease uh, people who want to destroy Israel for 80 years now. I mean, these kinds of ongoing major, you know, bloated, corrupt institutions that exist for their own sake. And, I, you know, a lot of people feel this way about NATO. I'm not sure I'd go quite that far, but they feel it's very self-serving and that a lot self-serving. of people, they, you know, they can, they and their children, their children's children can have, you know, you know, big careers and, you know, um, promote all kinds of military adventures that may not really be necessary. And all of this, um, you know, to, to even begin to touch the tip of this massive iceberg, if you view it that way, he was the disruptor. He was the person who had his own money, knew how to use media, knew how to break through the, the, the dominance of the parties to actually get to the top as uh, someone with more autonomy who could make some more pragmatic decisions for the country as a populist, for the people. I mean, I saw him that way. And, you know, I realize he has his big flaws, but I don't, I now I'm contradicting myself because I know I said maybe it's time for somebody else. I just don't see who else, you know, has enough money and chutzpah and thick skin. He has a weird thick, thin skin, but he's, you know, he's touchy Trump, I mean, but he's able to 
talk back to all these people, to the, you know, the leftists and the media and, the, you know, the permanent bureaucracy. And these people are not used to having anybody like really talk back to them. Um, and so they went crazy. And but I mean, who else is going to anybody else who's going to is threatening, as I see it, you know, the established, bloated, in many cases, corrupt and not very effectual deep state, you know, that's been in place for 80 years or however long. So it's like, who who else is going to do that? I mean, Lee Zeldin's a nice guy and, you know, DeSantis is, but I mean, they're not going to do that. I don't, you know, so I, I just have always thought that Trump had a special, I don't mean to sound like I'm talking about, I'm like, he's the Messiah, but he sort of had a special calling and mission and unique personality and everything. Part of what people, some people disliked about him was also what, you know, his, his weakness was also his strength, that he didn't care what people thought. He didn't care, you know, about being vilified. And, um, you know, he was willing to take the slings and arrows and talk back. And I just, I, I think the working class in this country had a, you know, a representative for the first time, probably in 80 years. And I guess that's going to go away because this country, you know, half the country has been brainwashed. The other half are law and order people who by and large don't want, you know, we certainly don't want violence and we don't really want a big fracture and, you know, animosity, we want unity. And so the sad, I think the casualty of that though, is that we're not going to have, you know, a champion. The government is not going to be um, so accountable to the average American as far yeah. as I can see. Yeah. Establishment. Yeah. Heather, we're up on time. Thank you so Bye. much for joining us tonight. We're definitely going to have to have you back maybe in the next week or so and uh, continue this conversation. Um, someone like me, I'm voting President Trump all day, but in the back of my mind, it does make you wonder if uh, one of these other candidates, like maybe Ron DeSantis, might be a little more electable in a general election, and maybe the Democrats in the deep state wouldn't be after him uh, quite as bad as President Trump, because let's face it, they are desperate to keep him out of office. Thank you for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you stream. Please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or go to America Out Loud. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.